Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 23. Hi, this is Steve Gordon of UnstoppableCEO.net. And if you want to become unstoppable too, you should be listening to Build Your Network with my friend, Travis Chappell. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. Welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, if you're listening to this, then there's a good chance that you're serious about building your network. If that's you, and only if you're serious, you should definitely check out my Facebook group, Build Your Network Beta. If you want more personal engagement, proven connection strategies and tactics, and some awesome giveaways like shopping sprees, Beats headphones, et cetera, et cetera, then head on over to byn.media forward slash FB to join the group, or you can search Facebook groups for Build Your Network Beta and join there. And once you do, please be sure to introduce yourself and say what's up, and I will catch you there. 
And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Steve Gordon. Steve is the author of the book, Unstoppable Referrals, and publisher of The Unstoppable CEO, the leadership journal for growing firms. He's the editor of three business newsletters and has published hundreds of articles on marketing and selling high-ticket products and services in high-trust transactions. At age 28, Steve Gordon became the CEO of an engineering consulting firm. 12 years later, after growing that firm's revenue by 10 times, he started his second business, consulting one-on-one with businesses across 30 industries, including manufacturing, professional services, construction, and consulting, to design sales, marketing, and referral systems for high-ticket, high-trust products and services. Steve, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Why don't you go ahead and expound a little bit on that intro and tell us more about yourself? Sure. Well, um, great to be here, Travis, and I appreciate you inviting me. Um, I think probably... um, the most important thing for for folks listening is just that uh, for the last oh gosh 25 years and I hate to say that it's been that long um, I've been building my own businesses and working with clients selling what we call high ticket high trust products and services and and it's a little bit different game than than what most people are maybe used to if if you're not in that kind of business and so um, you know it. You certainly have to rely on your network. You have to rely on your referrals, and and you have to market in a way that um, that that really uh, gen trust and attract people to you. And so, spent my career doing that, and uh, now I get to do it with my clients, and it's just an absolute blast to do. Um, and uh, and on top of all of that, uh, I have a beautiful wife and four kids that keep us going crazy. So, um, so it's a full life. Well, that that's fantastic, Steve. I, f- I feel like the the term consultant uh, is kind of just thrown around nowadays, really abstract. Can you kind of go a little bit more into detail on what you specifically do in that field? Yeah, sure. We we work with um, primarily professional service firms, so attorneys. We work with financial advisors. Um, and we work with, um, you know, all kinds of, of consultants to, to use that word. Um, anybody that's basically being, um, you know, out there where they're offering the, the knowledge that's between their ears as their primary product that they're delivering. And we work with them to build systems that, that bring in qualified leads on a consistent basis. And we primarily do that through referral because we find that works best for those types of businesses. Um, and so that's how we consult now. And that's our focus. What exactly did you do in your early twenties to make sure that you'd be a CEO by the time that you were 28? That's a great question. Um, and I mean, the truth is I don't think I did anything at least not intentionally to, uh, ensure that I would be a CEO by age 28. I had, um, you know, some luck and probably, um, in hindsight, got myself positioned in the right place at the right time. Um, but you know, to sit down and think that I had a plan mapped out leading up to that event, um, that I certainly didn't have that. Um, but you know, I went, uh, uh, to college, um, ended up in a, a relatively small um, discipline within engineering called geomatics, and um, not a lot of graduates coming out, but a lot of job opportunities at the time. So I was fortunate, and uh, and I volunteered. Happened to be you know involved in the um, in, in the little student club for for that uh, major, and there was a a legislative day where. Um, 
you know, we got to, we were asked to go and represent the university for that profession. And then all of the professionals, you know, who were practicing in the state showed up to lobby, you know, state legislatures, legislators and things like that. And uh, I got to interact that day with the guy who was uh, at the time the the president of the state association for for that discipline, um, and and ended up you know he and I kind of you know built a little bit of a relationship and um, he asked me to come down and interview with him um, at their company uh, you know a little while you know after that when I was ready to graduate about six months later and uh, ended up taking that job and and uh, and. You know, he was the founder of the company and, and, uh, I was, I was his transition. So, um, and I don't know, I don't know what stage he knew that I don't know <laughs> if he knew that when we first met or if yeah, it took yeah. a little while, but, uh, but that's really the way it worked out. He was a fantastic mentor and, um, and, uh, and so, you know, that, that's really how I ended up there. So if I did anything, it was just being involved and in, in being out and around people. Hmm. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like, like, like hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is, is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Um, now you have a book out called Unstoppable Referrals. Uh, what is one thing that you would want someone to take away from reading that book? Well, I, I think the big takeaway from the book is that the way that we're doing referrals right now, that we've all been taught to do referrals, um, it really has some fundamental flaws to it. So the, the traditional model of referral is, you know, if, if, uh, you know, you're my client, Travis, I come to you and I say, Hey, who do you know that needs some, some help getting clients? And you've got to scratch your head a little bit and try and figure out who might be a good prospect for me that, you know, and if you know someone, then you've got to have the courage to go to that person and, 
ask them to volunteer to go into a sales meeting with me. And, you know, I sell for a living. I don't want to go to a sales meeting unless I'm the one doing the selling. Right. So, <laughs> um, you know, there's, there's all this pressure around the referral because the only way that we all measure success of that, that referral or that introduction is if a sale happens. And so it just comes built in with this sales pressure and everybody knows it. You know, the, if, if you're the professional asking for the referral, you know it, uh, which is why when we surveyed over a thousand professionals, the number one answer they gave us for why they didn't get more referrals was that they were uncomfortable asking. The person you're asking, your client, they know that that pressure exists. And so if you've ever had a client, all of a sudden you ask them for referrals and they go into the witness protection program, forget about yeah. it. You know, that they know the pressure uh, exists, right? They right. don't want to deal with it. And that poor unsuspecting prospect who now is getting volunteered to go into a sales meeting with you, unless they really need your help, like right then, they know that the pressure exists. So they're, you know, they're really feeling uh, that as well. And so it's just not a, a great way to go get a lot of new leads doing it the old way. And what I want everybody to take away from, from the book and from listening today is that there's it, if you're trying to generate referrals for your business, if that's important for the way that you're going to grow your business, that there's a different way to do that. Um, we actually re-engineered the entire referral process um, and and have flipped it on it flipped it on its head. And and the fundamental thing that we did is we took that sales meeting out as the the very first step, and we've replaced it with something that's a lot lower commitment, lower barrier. To, to, to entry that that provides value up front so that you're actually you know building trust from the beginning of that referral relationship and so that I think is the key takeaway is that there's a dramatically different way to do it that that is authentic it's and it's easy yeah yeah and and you kind of already touched on this a little bit but uh, can, can you tell us about a time when a connection in your life led to a moment of success yeah I think um, you know the the, the story of how I came into my first job out of college and, and how that resulted really in, in um, you know, me getting in a position where I was running that company ultimately, you know, took over and bought the company. And uh, I mean, that was a pivotal event in my life. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and it was just that one little connection that I made. Yeah. Yeah. Could have gone very, very differently. If I, if I had woken up and said, no, you know, I'm, I don't want to go, and, uh, you know, and, and do this obligation and, and, and attend this event, um, uh, probably never would have had that opportunity. Right. Right. And that, that was kind of what my next question is. I know this is completely hypothetical, but I like to ask it just because it kind of gets people thinking about the alternative and what, what, what could have happened. Um, how far behind in your, in your story do you think that you would be, if you had never made that one connection? Oh, probably years. Years. Um, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm confident that I would have, um, ultimately, you know, run a business, started a business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, of course. Um, but to do it at that age, you know, to do it at that age and, and, um, you know, and, and have a mentor along the way, um, you know, it was just tremendously valuable. Hmm. Um, with, with, with that being said, with, I mean, getting that kind of an answer from you to just to be like, you know, years, it would take me years to learn what I've learned in that period of time from having a mentor, from building that relationship. Um, why do you think that if it's that important that so many people fail at growing their inner circle? It's a hard thing to do. Um, I mean, 
it's one of those things that I, I still on a regular basis struggle with. I don't feel like I do it as well. I look around, I have friends who I feel like they're, you know, they're world class at it and, and I'm still an amateur. Um, it takes time. It takes a lot of intentionality to build relationships. And, um, I was talking about this with, uh, uh, a buddy of mine uh, here recently that, you know, the, the hard part really is discerning within, you know, the context of your business relationships, not your personal relationships, but, but business relationships in particular, discerning who is worthy of, of really giving that time and attention to, because not everybody that you meet is going to, you know, be able to help you and, you know, in turn you help them, um, it, you know, with, the accomplishment of, of your, your goals. But, um, but really to be able to determine who, who really should be in that inner circle, that's a skill and it takes time to develop that. And, uh, a lot of the people that vast majority of the people you meet, they're not, they don't belong there. Hmm. So, so with that being said, do, do you believe personally, Steve, that what you know is more important or who you know is more important and why? I think they're both important. Um, I don't think it's as simple as either or. Um, who, who you know is is dramatically important, um, but you also need to have some useful information um, that that you know you can contribute. Um, now, for some of my close friends, what they contribute, the what they know, it's um, it, it is who. I mean, that's how they define. You know, the thing that they come and contribute is, is the other connections that they've built up mm, for that's true, yeah. uh, others, you know, who are in my inner circle. Um, they are not as great at connecting. They they don't have as many um, who's to, to connect. But, it, you know, if you look at their domain of knowledge, it's immensely valuable. And so I think it's it's both. Mm. And w- one thing that that uh, I like to stress is that probably the biggest mistake that I see people make when they network is they only ask for something in return, right? They just want to take and take and take uh, from people that they connect with. And I'm sure this is something that that you deal with a lot, especially in researching for your, the, for your book, The Un- Unstoppable Referrals. Um, what is your experience with, with those kinds of people? And then what are some practical ways that you try to add more value to those that you meet than you receive? Yeah, so let's start with the first part of that. I mean... It's almost trite to say you have to, you know, you have to give to receive, right? But it's true. And um, when I was doing a lot of of local networking, you know, building a, a local business, um, you'd go to a chamber of commerce events, you'd go to, you know, charity events and things like that. And you could always tell the people that were there simply to network because they tended to lead with their business card. And in the conversation that you would have with them, um, they did a lot of the talking and, um, and I, you know, after kind of experiencing that for a little while, it actually became a litmus test for me. So I know when I've found another person that might be a good, you know, person to have in kind of my sphere of influence Mm -hmm. is if we're fighting each other to get the other person to talk, you know, (laughs) I like asking questions. I can sit there and I can ask a lot of questions questions. Right. And if that person keeps fighting me and trying to ask questions about me, then, you know, I, I know I've got somebody there that is really interested in other people. And, um, you know, and so that's, that's really a litmus test. Um, 
when I'm out and, and, and networking, whether it's virtually now, which is what, what I do most of the time now, or when it was in person. Um, and, and, and I, again, it's just a great way to figure out out of all of the people that are around me, which, which of the humans need to be, you know, inside the circle. Right. 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 Now I'm glad that you brought that up about uh, being virtual now. And then before it was more in person, um, is there a place that you go to now, uh, whether virtually or in person, uh, that you really try to specifically go there just to cultivate relationships? Yeah, I think the my my go-to place right now is my podcast, and it's a fantastic way to start a relationship, right? Um, and so I, I'm on the opposite side of that right now. I'm on your podcast, and um, most of the time when you extend someone the opportunity to appear on your podcast, they jump at the chance, right? Mm-hmm, it's a way to mm-hmm. give value really easily for you and begin to build a relationship and who knows where, you know, where it might end up. Um, and so that's really kind of my, um, my focal point for where I try to build relationships. Now, who do I get there? You know, how do I get people into that? Well, I, you know, I, I'm in a number of different, um, different groups, uh, um, mostly virtual, uh, mastermind type groups with, um, peers and, 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 uh, you know, people who are doing interesting things and, um, you know, and then having something like the podcast, just as you know, right. It gives you a really easy place to invite people. Oh yeah. You can come and have a conversation. It's incredible. Yeah. 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 It's incredible. Um, it's happened to me a couple of times now with, um, with some pretty awesome people to where, um, I initially came in with just a really, really, really light, um, small ask of them. It's just like, Hey, can I just hop on the phone with you for a couple minutes? I just want to ask you a couple of questions or something like that. And, um, they were, they, they just kind of responded really nicely, really politely, but like, Hey, I'm, I'm really busy. I have a lot of things going on, blah, blah, blah. But then they would see my email signature and that I had a podcast and they're like, but I, you, I see you, you have a podcast, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I could, I'd be happy to put you on the schedule though, to uh, come and be a, a guest on the show. And that was just mind blowing to me because it was just like, oh man, this person is not willing to give me three or four minutes of their time for a quick phone call, but they're willing to sit down with me and let me record an hour long conversation and put it up on the internet for everybody to see. Like that's an incredible opportunity. Um, so I a hundred percent, hundred percent agree with that. Um, if you had to choose just one, just one networking tip, Steve, I know we've talked about a, a couple of different types uh, or a couple of different tips uh, so far in the conversation, but if you had to just boil it down to one, what would that one tip be? Be open. Let me explain what I mean by that. When I used to do a lot of local in-person networking and I go to these events, um, you know, I grew up as a really shy kid. You would never believe that I am doing some of the things that I do now. Um, if you knew me in my, even in my teens and, um, one of the things that I, I discovered through going out and, and, you know, networking and trying to connect with people. Um, and that's really what I think it is. It's not uh, networking to me. Isn't the greatest term. It's really connecting with the, the right other, you know, subset of humans on the planet that are the ones that, that, you know, together we can work well, but anytime you're in that kind of environment, there are always people that hang back for whatever reason. And I started making it a point of trying to look around and identify who they were and being open enough to go to them and, um, and, and start those 
conversations and start those relationships. And I met some really amazing people that I never would have met otherwise that blended into the background of, of events sometimes because that was their, you know, that might've been their personality, but here's this brilliant person. And, um, and it took me out of my shell as well. And, and so, um, this, that same kind of thing can, can happen if you're, um, trying to network online now, um, you know, and, and, uh, can work really, really well. What, on that on that same line, what fears uh, do you think that connecting with others helped you overcome? It's a good question. I I don't know that it, I don't know there was a fear there. Um, you know, it it certainly helped give me a confidence that that I could go and, and interact with anyone. Hmm. And um, and I think I think confidence is is underrated. Oh yes. Um, you know the importance of confidence is huge, especially in business. I mean, that, to me, that is your whole business is, is, you know, if you're continually growing your confidence, you're able to go and accomplish anything you want to accomplish. The, the missing link most of the time is that you just don't have the confidence to act in the way that you need to act. And, um, and so, um, for me, that's what it was. It was just, just helped me grow that confidence to know that I could connect and interact with anyone. Hmm. Who who's the most interesting or uh, influential person that you think that you've met through through networking? Probably uh probably the most interesting and and I think he's probably easily the most influential as a lobbyist that I met. I used to do some some lobbying in my prior career for uh, a state association where I was a volunteer and the lobbyist for the association. Um was just a fascinating guy. Uh, um, he's, he's since passed away, but, um, I, I really consider him to be, uh, one of the most important mentors in my life. And, uh, he and I walked the halls of, of the state legislature here in Florida for, um, I guess about three or four years in wow. a row, every awesome. session we'd spend day, you know, days, not I wasn't there the whole time. He was there the whole time. Um, but I'd, I'd spend a, a few days with him every session and just watching how he maneuvered that environment was, it was a fantastic education and, and, uh, really interesting to watch. And, um, uh, so th- that, that's for me is probably the answer. Um, now throughout this interview, I've heard a couple of different words from you, like mentorships, masterminds, stuff like that throughout your career. How important have those particular things been? That It's probably, um, probably the best investment I've made throughout my career is to invest in, in, you know, mentoring and, and participation in groups where I'm around people who are, um, you know, who are doing the things that I want to do who may be a little bit ahead of me, you know, in the journey and, um, and who are smarter than I am. Um, and, uh, to me that I mean, if, if I, if I go back and look at where I've invested money, um, and where I've gotten return out of it, anytime I have invested in, um, in, you know, a formal mentorship or invested in a mastermind where I'm around the right type of people, it's always led to a jump in income. Hmm. Hmm. So when you were talking about groups and masterminds earlier, um, how many of those are just kind of like free Facebook groups and how many of those are actually paid for membership masterminds? I'm probably in more Facebook groups than I want to admit, but I'm not active in any of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, of course. I do my best not to log into Facebook. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it actually, I was, 
I was sharing this with uh, uh, a guy that uh, I'm, I'm currently paying to uh, to to help me with some things, and he's got a Facebook group. And I tell him I don't even want to log into the Facebook group. Like I I'm, I know that's part of the package here, but um, it's just so distracting to get in that environment. So I don't participate there a whole lot. Okay. Um, although I think those can work well if you're mm-hmm. in there with the right people, or if you you know, a lot of those groups get to be pretty large, but if you can identify the right people and sort of carve out your own group within it, um, they can be really valuable. Hmm. Um, it's just, you know, for me, it's just a, you know, it's, it's just one more kind of electronic distraction. Yeah. Um, time vacuum. Do I, do I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because it's one thing after you get on Facebook and you know how it is, it's one thing after another, after right. another. Right. Um, but, um, you know, now they're a combination of, of, um, there are really three that I'm, I'm, you know, involved in actively. Um, one of them is in person. The other, uh, the other two are, um, kind of virtual, um, two are paid for one's not. So it just, you know, it's, it's really just a matter of finding the right people. Um, and then if you got to pay to access the right people, then pay to access the right people. So much, uh, good stuff here, Steve. I'm just, uh tip after tip and uh, value as so, so much value that I'm getting from you. Um, this is the last question I'm going to ask about networking specifically, and then we're going to kind of move on to something um, a little bit different. If you moved to a new place and lost all of your current contacts, what would you do at that point to start rebuilding your network? It's a good question. And I know the answer because I've done it. Um, in 2007, I moved, um, about 400 miles. Um, and started over, I had one contact in the place that I moved to and, and, it, you know, he was an employee of, of the firm that I owned at the time. And, uh, and it, the answer is really simple. Just get out and get active. I mean, if you're trying to get plugged in, in, in a local area, it's relatively easy because you can, you're physically there, you can go out, you can get involved, you can, um, you know, you can very quickly, figure out who the players are within the groups you want to, you know, be involved in and, uh, you know, and, and go and, and be a value to them. Um, and that'll get you plugged in really quickly. Um, and, um, and it worked, you know, when I had to do that in 07, it worked, um, amazingly well. Um, I came into a new town, really nobody knew me in the business community a year later. Um, I had been selected to be, you know, part of a, a leadership program that the chamber of commerce puts on here, wow. you know, they only select about 35 people, um, a year for it. So, wow. it, you know, it was a, a, a difficult thing to get into, but because yeah. I had been really active and, um, you know, and very focused on getting connected in this new and, and, you know, strange place that, you know, I now have relationships that, um, you know, we're a decade later and they're extremely strong relationships. Wow. That's, that's incredible. Uh, thank you so much for that. Um, we're going to go ahead and move on to something I like to call the random round, which is basically just a few quick questions with a few quick answers. Um, but uh, we just have a lot of fun with it. You ready? Absolutely. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? Oh, if I had to do, I've had, had the opportunity to do anything than, other than what I'm doing right now, it would absolutely have to be uh, flying airplanes. Mm. If you could sit on a park bench with someone, past or present, and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? Two. I'd, I'd love to sit and talk with uh, Jesus, just 
got to believe there's something I, I'll, I'll gain and learn from that. Um, and, and I am dying to uh, have a conversation with George Washington. Here's a guy who was basically, you know, at a point where he could have been king, um, you know, of, of what was, you know, becoming the United States and, and he uh, went a different direction. It's a fascinating decision. I've always found that interesting and I'd love to find out what drove that decision. How do you like to learn best books, blogs, podcasts, or videos? I read a ton. Um, but the answer really is all of the above. Yeah. Um, I consume a tremendous amount of information, um, because I enjoy doing it, but I read a lot. That's probably my go-to okay. medium. Tell me one of your favorite books. I'm a big fan of Napoleon Hill. Um, mm. I, I read Think and Grow Rich every year. Um, uh, if you haven't read it, I'm always amazed by the number of entrepreneurs that haven't read it, but if you haven't read it, go read Think and Grow Rich, um, get a copy of it, um, read it again and again and again. Um, uh, but also go get a copy of a lesser known book that of his that was just released a few years ago, I guess about probably five or six years ago now called outwitting the devil. Um, it's a, it's just a really interesting read. Um, and if you ever have, um, anything in your life that creates fear, um, you know, about around a decision, um, this will help you tremendously. So it's a, it's, it's a really interesting book um, and, uh, and a fun read as well. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. Oh, my gosh. Um, I have four kids. My morning routine is not very glamorous. It's not, <laughs> you know, I wake up at 3.30 in the morning and I write the magnum opus before 7. Um, we have four kids. Um, next next uh, month we'll have three of them in high school. Oh, man. Um, which starts really, really early. So. My morning routine is I'm up. We're getting getting everybody out the door, and um, <laughs> you know, and and hoping to grab some coffee somewhere in there to to survive. Yeah, it's probably a good plan. <laughs> what is your go-to pump-up song? God, you know, I don't know that I have one. Um, I'm not giving you a very good answer for that. But I don't know that I have one. Um, no I, I listen to a lot of music when I write. Um, I write a lot for our clients and, and, uh, for our own marketing and, uh, and actually my, my go-to while I'm writing, um, is the 10,000 maniacs. And I don't know why, but it just seems to make the words flow. All right. <laughs> what are you not very good at? Uh, the list is long. Um, <laughs> the list is really, really long. Um, but, uh, you mean in terms of, of business or, or just anything in life? Either way, either way. Okay. Well, um, first of all, golf, I am, I am not very good at, I am, I am an aspiring golfer, um, <laughs> but I'm not very good, but, uh, um, you and I have that in common you know, then <laughs> we should, we should go golfing sometimes. Yeah, most yeah. of the other people on the planet too, right? <laughs> yeah. we've got a club going. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll tell you the thing I struggle with and, and I think everybody listening will relate to this. Um, I'm not really that great at, at, uh, follow up when I'm connecting with people. I think for me, a lot of that, you know, from the outside, you might say, no, yeah, he, he follows up. Okay. You know, um, you might not notice it from the outside, but I find it to be, um, something that, that requires a lot of energy and attention on, on my part. So I feel like I'm never really doing a great job at it. Um, and, um, and I imagine most everybody can relate to that. I think it's a, it's a difficult thing to do well and make it look effortless. Um, very true. Yeah. And it's no fun when you have friends that do that. They make it look effortless. So, 
All right. Well, as we get kind of everything wrapped up here, Steve, what is one place where we will be able to find you the most? Best place to, uh, to find me and, and connect. Um, and, and I would love it for uh, those who are listening. If, um, if you do want to reach out and connect, feel free to do so. Our, our website is the unstoppable CEO, uh, um, and you can find it by going to unstoppableceo.net. And, um, and there you can find all kinds of uh, useful resources if you're in the type of business where, um, you know, you are selling stuff that, that is high priced and requires a lot of trust for a client to hire you. Um, we've got some, some ideas on how to make that a little bit easier. And, um, and, and you can find all kinds of things there that'll help you to do that. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you very much, Steve, for coming on. I really appreciate you taking the time. And Travis, has been a blast. Thanks for having me. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.